a book that's chockers full of useful info, but that probably only needs to be deeply learnt once. Welcome my Mere Modelites to another round of the Mere Models book reviews. My name is Kyron and I do these reviews for those who want to transcend beyond their own mere mortality to get the useful juicy info from the books that they're reading like I just mentioned previously and also to give you a review so if you're on the fence, maybe I want to look at this book, maybe I don't. Hey, here's a, a quick way of getting a recap of it, a review of it so that you don't have to put in all the effort of getting it, finding it, and then finding out, no, oh, maybe this isn't up my alley. And today we have a book called The Social Leap by William Von Hippel. And the tagline of this is how and why humans connect. So this book was published relatively recently, 2018. And it's a basic overview of our evolutionary past to explain how we behave now. So looking at um, the, our ancient history from being um, you know, apes and, and chimpanzees and things like that, moving into more the um, people in Africa, our move from the trees into the savannah, and how this explains why we do certain things. And um, I'll read a little bit from the back here. So, traces our evolutionary history to show how events in our distant past continue to shape our lives today from the everyday such as why we exaggerate to the exotic such as why we believe our own lies etc uh, etc et now one of the things you, you might be asking is like who is we so you know how we behave now and this is where he goes into not only the individual but also you know an individual as part of a family or as couples or as communities or nations or all of these different ways where humans get together and behave in separate groups, you can really focus on the individual and see, okay, why is this person behaving like this in this setting, in this context? And it can change, you know, online behavior is very different from in-person behavior. And so, Looking at all of these things through the evolutionary history can explain why certain things, um, why we behave in certain ways, which may not be super obvious if you're just thinking about it in terms of what I know about myself and my own personality, which is maybe a bit more shy and introverted than perhaps the general population and things like this. How does he do this? Well, it's a mix of case studies, his own work. He was a, um, a professor in psychology, uh, actually here in UQ in Brisbane, which is kind of cool. Uh, he goes through some famous books or some very well-known books re related to evolutionary history. There's data. There's even some personal anecdotes from him, which hi highlight, um, you know, a funny story, a funny story that can highlight a, a deeper truth and things like that. So who is he? Well, William von Hippel. He was uh, born in the US and moved to Brisbane, Australia. Woo! Uh, and is, uh, like I said, uh, has a PhD in, in psychology. He's been on Joe Rogan a couple of times. So if you wanted to get a feel for a long, deep conversation with him, you can go and see him on there or at, or at least once, maybe not a couple of times. This book itself is put into three parts. So the, the three parts are part one, how we became who we are and with uh, some subtitles, Expelled from Eden, Out of Africa, Crop Cities and Kings. Part two, leveraging the past to understand the present. So this is looking at more at like elephants and baboons, tribes and tribulations, homo innovativo, things like that. And then part three, using knowledge of the past to build a better future. Why evolution gave us happiness, finding happiness in evolutionary imperatives. So essentially he's looking at past, 
present, and then future. So those are the, the three parts of the book. I'm going to get on to the one and only theme that I really took out from this, which was evolutionary basics. Is this essential knowledge? So this book is pretty much a run through of evolutionary history, not getting too deep into the actual technical details of how sexual selection works, how gene selection works or anything like that, more the broader scale of understanding human behavior. And, you know, I guess like what what does this book have? Um, what is it that it's really trying to uh, show, purvey, I guess, in, in total? And so there's a whole bunch of things. There's uh, sexual selection, desire slash impulse control, happiness, psychology, the building of friends and community. So one of the good things about this is that you can really get an understanding of yourself in a different light, I guess is how I would put it. And so this you know, evolutionary basics, these are all things where it's, it's hard for you to, to really understand uh, yourself in a way that's in a deeper level, which isn't, which isn't getting into like the, the, the parts of you that you already know. It's, it's the, the, the stuff that's subconscious beneath the surface that you behave in certain ways and you don't have really conscious control over. So, um, you know, 90% of our actions are sort of unthinking. I'm, I'm not really thinking of how I, you know, the words I say when I respond to someone for the first time or meet someone and whether those words are more positive, whether they're more negative, whether they're more open to questioning, whether I shut down the conversation. You know, a lot of times I'll just meet someone and it's like, oh, hey, what's going on, mate? Blah, 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 blah. So, I guess getting into this is uh, he, he does have some useful info that comes out for it. So at the end of the book, for example, he says, now not everyone needs to do this, but here are 10 outcomes that you can use to, uh, I suppose, enhance your life a little bit um, using this evolutionary psychology. So these are things like stay present, seek out sweet moments, guard your happiness to stay healthy, accumulate experiences, not stuff, prioritize food, friends, and sexual relationships, cooperate, embed yourself in the community, learn new things, play to your strengths, and seek the original source. So much much of that, you know, you need to write, read the full book to be able to get exactly what he's talking about there and, and put it in a more sense. But it's related to those things I just mentioned previously, desire and impulse control. Okay, that's pretty useful aspect to understand because where do desires come from well they're they're from evolution and they're deep hidden within the brain to seek out certain aspects and to do certain things to eat the sugar to you know have as many partners as possible if um, if you're a man or you know if you're a woman to to find the highest quality partner and things like that so i guess does it matter? Yes, I would say because of the explanatory powers. And this, I feel, is one of those ones where, you know, if you can only study 10 topics in life, some useful things would be things like creating a budget, so mathematics, to be able to to read and write and, and to speak eloquently or to at least get your communication across. So that would be, you know, learning the English language or perhaps another language. And I would say knowing about evolution and why the, its explanatory powers of why you do certain things and maybe why some of your friends do certain things or loved ones and why you have loved ones in the first place, I, I feel is very, very useful. So 
unless you have you know different values in life and you just don't care to introspect at all in unless you know you're pretty content and you you don't need it you know that that's fine but as a general rule i would say having some idea about evolution and how we got to the point where we are as a species and then also you as an individual it's it's pretty useful it 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 um it has some some good points for you to look at your own life as well and so you're not just dictated by the whims and pleasures of your own impulses and desires and um, you know the underlying desire for sex might cloud your judgment and things like that he also has a lot of other sources contained within this book which are explain the evolutionary basics and which get that across so some of these are the red queen by matt ridley um, any of um, richard dawkins works so the selfish gene the god delusion things like that uh, robert trivers um, is highly influential in this book i actually haven't read of any of his work myself personally uh, Steven Pinker, who's also runs in the same sort of crowds. And then, of course, the, the OG Charles Darwin, uh, who came up with the, the concept of ev- evolution and, and was the first one to really explain it, detail it, and show it in, um, in scientific work, his scientific work. So, yeah, very, very cool stuff right there. I'm going to go on to the observations and takeaways that I took from this book. I really liked his style. So, not only was it full of useful info and he's got a whole bunch of um, bibliography at the back here with particular works and um, you know references and things like that so he's not just making it up but he also included the 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 funny stuff so he had a, a you know amusing stories of him traveling and an unexpected event occurs and he's like oh shit this this is a brilliant highlight of 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 why being in with a mesh of people in a you know an asian i think it was a culinary or asian food market or something like that explained this evolutionary aspect in a in a funny way and he had a bunch of those and there was also the cultural aspects of he said tiggy uh, instead of tag which is a, an australian version of the word uh, of the game ch- children's play when they touch each other and then run away. So, yeah, there was those. His style of writing, I, I quite enjoyed, and it, it's it's probably more accessible than some of the other works I mentioned, um, which are more scientific, which are more dry, but which are perhaps better at really nailing down and proving um, the evolutionary basics that he's talking about. Whereas here, he sort of just states them somewhat explains them but doesn't go into great depth it was a nice refresh this book um and i'll riff on particular notes and items that came up for me in the end of month book recap which is actually already out uh and and even on the mere mortals podcast because there was quite a few things related to status with uh, relation to um i suppose things that i hadn't thought about particularly um desires that i have which aren't actually useful in an adaptive sense for evolutionary speaking so uh, the classic example here is is porn you know just because you have a sexy girl on your phone doesn't mean you have a sexual opportunity right now Um, and and that is is not particularly helpful for uh, actually you know it's a desire there's a particular word for it but it's a desire that 
doesn't help you really in the moment because it's being hijacked because of technology or the situation has changed. And and so there's a couple of things where I, f- I feel like this book is actually has some useful info which could change your own behavior and you can decide, mm, you know what, evolution dictates that I should probably be doing this, but using reason and knowing about this, I can maybe change some of my behavior to to make either the world a better place or for selfish interest or to be able to do what I want. And so you're less at the whims of forces and being pulled by puppet strings, which you, you don't know about. The last one I wanted to really bring up in this section was sort of like Daniel Kahneman's thinking fast and slow, which I've done a previous review on, on this channel. You should look at the, the whole of what he's explaining and not particular case studies because Particular studies, particular details, they they can get thrown out or changed pretty easily. There's a lot of bad science going around and he wouldn't have had time to individually verify, triple check every single one of the case studies that he brings up, which might have had some falsy assumptions, which might have had you know some outside tinkering, which might have come to the incorrect conclusion because their, their explanations of what was happening wasn't correct. But as a whole, I think this book is very convincing, just like thinking fast and slow, of highlighting the the theme, the core concept and, and bringing that across. So it doesn't particularly matter about the individual study. It's more about the whole, uh, the collective whole, I'd say. So in summary, uh, I would say the value here isn't in new info, but it's in the solid theme. So All of the individual aspects of this book you can find elsewhere and you can find them written in more detail elsewhere and perhaps even in a more convincing manner. But he brings all of this in into a nice style and it's it's useful to have updated information or a new way of telling the same information for perhaps a younger generation or with more modern context so more it's more accessible i guess in a way so i actually quite enjoyed that um helped me to re-examine some of my own actions and think about hidden influences or influential things that are are pulling my life and and maybe on a on a broader scale deciding whether i want to to fix them or not or try and influence those factors more in a way that i think would be beneficial for me in the world um, and it's also good for a couple of laughs. He does have some some pretty funny uh, dry style and humor in there, which uh, actually I, w- I wouldn't say dry. It's it's more of a an a, like an outrageous sort of like, geez, how did that happen? Sort of situation, which I I quite enjoyed. So overall, I'm giving this uh, book, The Social Leap, a six out and a half, six and a half out of ten by William von Hippel. The only reason it's kind of low is because I knew all of this before. I, I, I'm pretty on top of most of these things. And so it wasn't a mind-blowing book. I think if this was the first time I was reading about evolution and about the explanatory behaviors of sexual evolution or why happiness, you know, isn't a goal that should necessarily be chased and things like that, I think this book would have ranked way, way higher. But because I already had, that's uh, that's the explanation of why it was uh, a little bit lower than perhaps that. And that is it for today, my Mimorlites. Thank you for joining me to this part of the audio of this review. What are your thoughts on evolution? Have you got any suggestions for your favorite evolutionary book? Did this 
enlighten you in any single way. I would love to know all of these things. Best way to do that is to send in a boostergram. So if you go into one of the new podcast apps.com, choose one with value, you can uh, send me a message uh, attached with some Satoshis. And this is the value for value model. You can make that as low as you want or as high as you want. Um, it's however much value you got from listening to this podcast. Uh, and I read out all of those um, boostergrams on my end of month book recap. And I really do appreciate every single one that comes in. You're helping to support this channel. And this channel can't go on forever without your support. So it is very, very much appreciated. I really do hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in your evolutionary world and uh, you know, getting after it in uh, evolutionary speaking. And I really do hope you're having a fantastic time. So that is it. Kyron out. <laughs>